You are listening to the Mother Good Podcast, episode number 27. I'm your host, Emily Carney. We at Mother Good believe that there's no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one. Our content is judgment-free within the context of evidence-based research. This episode is sponsored by Fruit of the Bean. What's really special about their coffee is that it's not roasted until after it's ordered, so you really get that fresh taste with each cup of coffee. The company is also amazing because they love giving back by helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking, which is a really big passion of ours. And if you use the code MOTHERGOOD at checkout, you can receive a 25% discount. So if you want to avoid the grocery store during these very strange times, or if you just want to treat yourself to some specialty coffee, visit fruitofthebean.com and don't forget to use the promo code MOTHERGOOD for 25% off your order. Again, that's fruitofthebean.com and use the code MOTHERGOOD at checkout for 25% off your order of specialty coffee shipped directly to your door. Welcome to another episode of the Mother Good Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Morgan Cutlip who specializes in relationships and strengthening marriages. And she's been on our podcast before and was also one of our speakers last May at our conference at UCI Medical School. We at Mothergood are big fans of Dr. Morgan's work. She has a great Instagram account called My Love Thinks that you should check out. And she's a big fan of our work as well. So we're just so excited to bring you this episode where she talks about how to use this time of quarantine and self-isolation to grow closer as a couple and ultimately as a family. During this strange time of basically not being able to go anywhere unless you have an essential job, there is so much good potential to grow closer as a family. At the same time, it's important to acknowledge that tensions can also be running high because there is the economic impact of this epidemic. One or both parents could be working from home. There's potential job loss or already job loss that's putting strains on families. And so that's why I wanted to invite Dr. Morgan on this show to talk about some practical tips and tools and relationship skills that couples can start implementing today to ensure that this time is a marriage strengthener instead of a marriage downer. And ultimately, when our marriage is healthy, our family is healthy and happy as well. And so that's another reason why I'm so excited to share with you my conversation with Dr. Morgan. So without further ado, here's my chat with Dr. Morgan. I know you'll enjoy it. Dr. Morgan, welcome back to our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Well, we love having you here as well. And I know that it's been so weird and bizarre the past few days we were just chatting about that how we just feel like we're in a haze and and over the past few days I've just seen a lot of people on social media kind of sort of joking about it but also kind of serious about it where just the strain that it can put on marriages and relationships during this time I just saw someone that I follow on Instagram, she was joking. She was like, oh, it's day three of the quarantine. And then she was joking with her husband. She said, do you think we'll still be married by day 300? And then I also saw something online as well that this lady said, ladies, if you're quarantined with your boo, now is a great time to bring up all the issues you've been letting slide in the relationship. No matter how minor, he literally has no choice but to talk it out. Some say keep the peace. I say seize the day. So anyway, I thought, well, it seems like from everything I've been seeing that this is an issue that everyone's trying to adjust to a new normal, a new normal for themselves, a new normal for their relationship. 
So I thought maybe you could just talk about what can happen with relationships during this kind of weird time, or I don't even know if there's any precedent for it, but. Right. There's not really a precedent. Yeah, exactly. And so what, I don't know if you can share or give any insight, but maybe you can just talk about if couples are in a weird situation and they are isolated for so long, like what dangers can couples run into during this time? Totally. So it's, it's interesting because, so when I was doing my graduate work, I did a lot of research on military marriages and deployments. And people always kind of thought, you know, deployments are what ultimately hurt military marriages. And what they found was that if you have a good marriage and you go into a deployment, you do pretty good. But if you have a bad marriage or some struggles in your marriage that are kind of significant or ongoing and you go into a deployment, it gets worse. And so I feel like we are literally on the complete opposite spectrum from a deployment where we're not prolonged separation. It's prolonged like in your faceness. And so it's, but I think the same principle kind of applies is that if you are in a relationship that's struggling, if you're in a point of crisis in your relationship, this uh, quarantine has the potential to really start exacerbating some of those issues. So that's one thing that's not like the best of news, but the, the good news is if you're doing pretty well, probably you'll be fine through this and you'll just have to kind of get creative, not, you know, annoying each other and kind of like the little pet peeves. But um, so that's one piece of it. Another is just like there's no real like norms or set of expectations for how to navigate this time. And so emotions are high. Um, We're just kind of entering into the unknown. And that is one of the hardest feelings to tolerate for people. So anxieties are high. Emotions are high. That means sensitivities are high in relationships and in people's interactions. And so it's naturally going to stir up stuff. I think another piece that um, can be challenging during this time is that we have people now coming um, and working from home. And so when you're not used to this arrangement, it can easily create conflict around like, well, who's, especially if kids are in the mix, who's watching the kids um, when I'm working, what about when I have to work and how do we, you know, navigating these just kind of new norms for right now can cause a whole sort of slew, slew of issues. So lots of fantastic news there. <laughs> you mentioned pet peeves and I don't know what couple doesn't have pet peeves about their significant other. Yeah. So what can people do about <laughs> pet peeves during this time if they're obviously maybe just they're just I can just imagine they're probably just magnified so much more that they might not normally be that annoying or bother you but maybe during this time is really bothersome what are some good tips to kind of manage that yeah I mean um always the same tip that I give no matter what the situation is work on kind of evening out your perspective so if there's some pet peeves that are starting to really get on your nerves? What are some things that you can shift your focus to that you really love and appreciate about your partner? Um, And then the other piece is like, it's a lot of together time. So try to find ways to balance it out with some alone time. So whether that means you're just literally like stepping outside on your porch for a little bit, 
or going into a room to kind of like just have a little bit of space. I think that that's an important thing to balance um, during this time together. What about becoming closer together? So I talked a little bit about the negative aspects, but this is also a big opportunity, as you were saying, to grow closer together. What are some activities that couples can do, especially couples with kids, since all of our or most of our listeners have kids or they're at least trying to have kids to strengthen their relationship during this time? I did see you share on social media some really great tips. So maybe if you could just go over those and maybe any other tips that you have as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that like a, a broader mindset during this time is really important. So thinking about, you know, this is a weird time of life. Okay, this is not normal. Um, this is like, in the scheme of life, this is like this little like parentheses, right? So like, what can we do as a couple and as a family to make the most out of this pause in our life and in our routine? So searching for opportunities to do things that are out of the norm. This isn't normal. So what are some things that are not normal that you can do that are really creating some new memories out of this experience and, and, and sort of flipping it into a really great opportunity to do life a bit differently than you normally do. So um, in terms of specific ideas, I mean, I think, you know, there's that sacred time, right, when kids go to bed that couples have. So some ideas are to use that time really wisely. Um, don't just flip on the TV every night. I mean, some nights obviously we're pooped and you do that, but don't always flip on the TV. You know, sit and look in each other's eyes and have a conversation. Um, there's tons of fantastic resources that give prompts for having deep, meaningful conversations. Like um, the Gottman Card Deck, for example, is free. It's an app. It's a download that can help with that. Um, hey, have more sex. I mean, we being too tired from the routine of life is such a common excuse for not being in the mood. Um, hey, we're together a lot more. We have a lot more time. Hopefully there are some opportunities to gain some energy back. So use that time to reconnect in your intimate relationship. Um you can listen to audiobooks together, podcasts, and talk about them. Try cooking together. Um, I like to watch comedy specials or listen to those. I mean, laughing together during this time. You know, ways that you can feel really united in this time is important. Um, and then involve your kids and stuff. Play games together. Go on walks together. You know, use this time to to do some things you don't usually have time to do together as a family. I saw so many memes recently about how many babies are going to be born in nine months <laughs> from now. So when you're talking about having sex, I not to, I mean, I know a lot of people who listen to our podcast are crying, but not to scare people who aren't trying at this time. <laughs> I know. Really happen, but have you seen that yeah, they're going to call them coronials? <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> I've actually been doing so uh, the podcast thing with my husband that we've just been listening to different podcasts. It's, uh, at separate times. So he'll like listen. Yes. Yeah. Day. Oh, I listened to this because we're doing our separate things during the day, like watching the kids are working and then I'll listen to it and say, Oh, I heard that part. Did you hear this part? And that's been really cool. Just have something to talk about besides the news, <laughs> which is exactly right. <laughs> Cause it's hard not to have tunnel vision when we're in this like state of crisis. And so, yeah, it's nice to have other things to talk about. And sometimes we got to look outside of ourselves for those, for that inspiration. 
What about adjusting needs or expectations during this time? I know that you do talk a lot about this on your platform about expectations and needs. Is this something that we should be adjusting or maybe even couples needs will change during the summer expectations? How can we manage our own needs and expectations? And then the second part of that question is how can uh, we communicate whether or not our needs or expectations have changed to our partner? This episode is sponsored by Etitude, which is a 100% organic bamboo Lycosel bedding company. Ever since becoming a mom, I've tried to use as many natural products in my life as possible. And one of the products that I hadn't been able to find until recently were the right sheets for my bed that were naturally made and would also give me a comfortable night's sleep. Whenever I shopped for sheets online, I was ever happy with what I found. I didn't know if the sheets were made in sweatshops or if they had a bunch of chemicals in them. And with my infant in bed with me at the time, and now my toddler in bed with me, I just really didn't want my child or myself to be sleeping in something that was made with a bunch of chemicals. So I'm so glad that I found Etitude, which has the most comfortable and cooling sheets that are also ethically made and eco-friendly. They are made from organic bamboo, which is actually more sustainable than cotton, and is also a lot softer than the cotton sheets that you're probably using. Etitude sheets are as soft as silk, they're as breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton, which is even better. When you support our spot, Sponsors, you support our show as well. And right now, our listeners will get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping by using the code MOTHERGOOD at checkout for 20% off your entire order. The only way to get 20% off your set of attitude sheets and free shipping is to enter the code MOTHERGOOD at checkout. That's MOTHERGOOD at checkout for 20% off your attitude order. I'm so glad that I finally found the answer to the perfect sheets I was searching for, and I know you will love them as much as I do. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just it's almost like good to go into this expecting that your needs are going to shift. I mean, even just logistical needs, if, if people are working from home and you've got kids at home with you, just all of that stuff starts to change. And so I think it's important to have a conversation at the front end about how are we going to manage our time, um, who works when, um, what are... <laughs> You know, do do our kids' schedules change? Our bedtimes? Just having a conversation around the logistical parts of life, especially if one partner is home now that isn't as involved in those parts of life, it's a little bit challenging sometimes to kind of integrate them into that. And so, talking about just kind of roles and responsibilities during this extra time of togetherness is really important. And I think too, you know, this is just. It's a strange time. I think, you know, extending more grace to one another during this time, having more patience, letting things go, all that stuff is like practice that as much as you can. And, you know, it's normal during this time um, for one partner, one partner or both to feel discouraged or to get kind of in like a a bummed out mood. I mean, there's just like real challenges that are going on for so many couples in terms of the financial impact of all of this and the worries. And so talking about, you know, if I find myself in a bad mood or bummed out or feeling really discouraged, how can you help pull me up? How can you help, help me through this? And almost like making a promise to take turns and if the other partner finds himself in a bad mood, how do you how do you want to be pulled up? What do you need in those moments? And um, 
if you're both going to find yourself in kind of a discouraged place, um, can you talk about before this happens what, what the plan will be? Um, because it can easily at that point turn into the couple becoming um, almost like at odds with one another. So how can we have a plan so we don't create, you know, an enemy in the home, but we stay united and on the same team and we help each other out when we have our moments of feeling really overwhelmed and discouraged by this. So I guess you wouldn't recommend to follow that one meme about to bring up all the dirty laundry or everything. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that, I thought that doesn't seem like good advice. (laughs) I mean, if you, I feel like if a couple's got some good skills for negotiating these things, for talking these things out, and you've got more time together than you've ever, than you like usually have, if you can handle it, then by all means, like work on your relationship. There are so many great resources. We have courses. Other people have courses. Um, If you, a lot of times these things just kind of get swept under the rug. So if you feel like you have the skills navigate some of this stuff and you two are good at repairing after there's some rupture then by all means talk it out but it's just a time when people are so activated and emotions are just running high I think it's it is a kind of a risky time to do that could you just give two skills that you were mentioning if couples wanted to start from there maybe you could just give some skills that you teach to your clients that they can use to talk to each other that you're talking about just to kind of navigate everything maybe that they can use that kind of as a foundation and then look at resources after that one of my favorites is um the defense attorney technique, or at least that's what we call it. Oh, it sounds but, um, like one I would like. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever noticed when you're explaining your own perspective, how many words and how much time you spend doing that compared to when you're like restating what your partner says? It's usually like we spend like 10, 20 minutes making the case for ourselves. And then we're like, our partner talks and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can make a, a commitment to one another that when you're talking about something difficult that you spend approximately the same amount of time on your perspective as you do repeating or kind of talking back their perspective that goes a really long way and just changing the overall tone of um, a difficult conversation because it makes a person feel heard understood and um, it, it takes away that like tit for tat type of communication that happens so often. I think ending conversations um, that can feel a little bit challenging on a good note. So one way of doing this is expressing to your partner something that you feel thankful for about them or a way that your life is better because they're in it. If you can end the conversations by doing that, it kind of rounds things off in a nice way. And creates some some warmth and um, diffuses some of the kind of like those nasty feelings that can come up when you're having a difficult conversation. When you're talking about the defense attorney approach of repeating something back, that actually sounds like something I just read in a book called "Never Split the Difference." I'm not sure if you've heard about it or no, I haven't read yeah, that. I guess it's a everyone's talking about it right now. Well, before this <laughs> epidemic happened, everyone was talking about it. Uh, but that's exactly what the the author Chris Voss said that I guess one of his 
uh, hostage negotiation strategies for the FBI was just basically to repeat back at least three words that the person just said. And that, that kind of diffuses the tension and leads to coming up with a solution and negotiating, which I never, (laughs) I never had heard about before then. I guess um, they even did this study where they had waiters. So half of the waiters um, would just respond to their clients by saying, oh, sure, no problem, just like pleasantries. And then the other half of the waiters would repeat back yes. at least three words that the customer said. Most often it was just repeating back the order. The ones that repeated back the order got significantly more tips than the others. Interesting. Oh, it was just crazy. That's like- valuable research right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I mean, know it would apply to relationships though. So totally. Oh my well, yeah. They're not that far from hostage negotiations sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So totally. I know that this is such a weird situation. So I don't even know if you have any necessarily answers for it, but I guess overall, how would you encourage couples during this time? Work to find common ground together. Work to find ways and opportunities to keep things pleasant and light and be on the same team and feel united. That's an incredibly powerful feeling for a couple to feel like it's them against the world. And so this is a time where it's good to be to be a united a united front. And if you are a couple, you know, I, I work a lot about the couples who are currently experiencing crisis in their marriage who are now stuck together. Um, if you find yourself in a situation like that, work, work to set really firm boundaries around how much you'll talk about and how deep you'll get into your issues during this time. But so during crisis, um, in so many areas of life, we sort of get this almost tunnel vision where it feels like what's going on in the present moment is how it will always be. And but that's not the way life works. Like hard times, it feels that way. But when we get to the other side of it, it's like, oh my gosh, remember remember when that happened? That's crazy. Like I can't believe that we went through that. And so it's important to kind of keep that perspective in mind that right now, today, how this feels is not how it will feel for the rest of our lives. Um, and so how can we look back on this time and be really grateful that we did what we did? during this time. And, you know, I had said early on, this is not a normal experience. So let's do things that are not normal, that are fun, that are are creating memories we wouldn't normally be able to create because of the busyness of our lives. And so if you can kind of take each day and make decisions worth keeping in mind, when we look back at this experience, are we going to be glad we did what we did? And I think if you can kind of keep that in mind, it can really help this difficult time. I was just thinking that myself that, you know, a year from now, assuming this ends pretty quickly or relatively quickly, that will we even remember this time or will it just kind of be, oh yeah, remember when that happened and it's kind of a distant memory. So that's really good advice to try to make the most of it during this time. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks for (laughs) your tips and being willing to jump on here and yeah. yeah, when I was just seeing a lot of people of sharing the sentiment of it being stuck in the house and going a little crazy, I know that it's affecting people individually and it seems from online as a couple and in relationships as well. So I'm so glad I could 
get you on here and share all of your tips. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But I hope it was helpful. So gosh, it's just a lot on so many people. So yeah, <laughs> anything I can do to be helpful during this time, I'm happy to do it. Great. So well, thank you asking. so much, Morgan. I really oh, appreciate it. So for all your support of us too. Oh, anytime. You got it.